0: Often in this uh, tradition, we could call it the Buddhist tradition, or the Vipassana uh, tradition lineage, or the Theravada, uh, you know, Buddhism as it's practiced in uh, maybe in um, in uh, Thailand and Sri Lanka, uh, Burma, or we, uh, in Western Buddhism, we could uh, call it like this. Often. Uh, you know, you'll see, like on the schedule of True North, you'll see retreats that are uh, on insight, doing insight or mindfulness, or vipassana retreats, and meta retreats. They go really well together, uh, these two practices. As I said yesterday, uh, an expression of this would be Sylvia Borstein saying, I don't see a difference. Taking care of things is both a loving-kindness practice and awareness practice. Or I've heard many times my teacher and friend, Jack Cornfield, you know, um, talk about um, in the Vipassana retreats or inside retreats, I I use the terms uh, similarly here, synonymously. He would say, bring your loving awareness to the breath, to the experience of hearing, to the quality of the heart, to bring your loving awareness, yeah? so both are, uh, come together. I've also heard him say, uh, one time, he said, uh, so he's been teaching for what now, maybe 50 years? And he said, oh yeah, the first uh, 30 years, you know, I thought and we thought that uh, mindfulness would be enough, you know, that clear seeing what is happening would do it, you know. Uh yeah, I mean, the first 30 years we did think that, and then we figured out that it wouldn't be enough, it wouldn't work. That there had to be something um, that you could think of uh, in the, these conditions here maybe as uh, warmth. You know? If we were practicing uh, uh, maybe with the Buddha, or uh, in Asia, or in Asia these days, or uh, in anywhere in the South right now, we might say, Oh, the metta, this loving kindness uh, is a, has the quality of cooling cooling, but because we 're that far north we 'll say it has the quality of warmth bringing it 's also described as a, a fluid, you know? so for example, hatred. Uh, would have the quality of breaking, uh, dry and breaking, that's it. Maybe its function is to break things, hatred. And um, kindness, care, uh, benevolence, uh, metta, loving kindness, friendliness, has the function of uh, uh, bringing, making a cohesion of fluidity, making things more fluid. So it doesn't break things, it brings things together. It makes things, uh, um, you know, uh, relate together fluidly. Um, One dear other colleague and friend, uh, uh, Winnie Nazarko, uh, does this, uh, or certainly I've been there when she's done this uh, very short little uh, reflection uh, exercise that we can do now. And I, so somehow for me it was very, very convincing, very quick and convincing. And so she would say, and I'm saying it Imagine uh, in your own mind here today, imagine the day coming of sitting and, and sitting and walking and sitting and walking and sitting and walking and sitting and walking. Imagine that day of practice without any friendliness in the heart, mind in the psyche in the system no remove like dry it up remove any friendliness in your immediate sitting here you know how would that day flow you know it it would be unbearable you know there would be harshness in there there would be dryness And infuse just with your imagination, as we can do, infuse, imagine just a little bit of friendliness in the system, in the psyche, in the heart, in the body, in the moment of sitting here in silence, maybe the first few minutes of the sit or the last few minutes of the sit. Imagine just a little bit of tenderness being present, or capacity to appreciate. Some, some, something of that. How helpful it is. And still, as a contemplation, a reflection, um, imagining a, a relationship with one person that you're in relationship with, you know, a family member, a friend, and remove from that dyad, from that relationship, any care from one side and from the other, just. Pure, generous hatred, judgments, <coughs> expectations, demands, resentment—you know—how is that relationship going to unfold? You know, if we remove from both parts, and if we bring just in there, in the mix, a little bit of care, consideration, uh, uh, wishing well what suddenly is possible uh, in that uh, situation relationship in the same way I'm still doing Winnie here in the same way we can imagine larger than just the self or a dyad we can think of a group this group so imagine this group here today and removing any kindness from the dining hall from the bedrooms, washrooms, coat room, etc. Remove any kindness from that. How would that be for us to be together? Would that be nourishing or uh, supportive? I don't think so. And if in this group of being we in- infuse just a little bit of goodwill, a little bit of care, of consideration, how suddenly does it feel to think of us, you know, together? And so, this intention, we could call it like this a quality of mind, an attitude, an intention, the intention uh, of uh, care, of goodwill, is extremely powerful. Um, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a, quality it's a faculty it's a power Um, even in the teaching we talk about it as a perfection it can become extremely uh, powerful fluid makes things uh, it's like uh, oil you know that you put in in things so that when they when they meet each other the the friction is reduced you know it flows and so that's why we came here to actually uh, Uh, explore this and see if it's true or not. In the teachings, we talk about uh, the near enemy of metta and the far enemy of metta. And these uh, concepts or ideas are to help us uh, define, maybe in words, but even more so uh, uh, for us in experience, uh, define what is metta. So the near enemy uh, well, let's start with the far enemy. The far, far enemy is called uh, so because it, it, uh, because we would, from very far away, we would recognize that it's not uh, uh, meta, the far enemy. It's it's opposite. So what's the opposite of uh, unconditional love or unstoppable friendship? Hatred. So we recognize really uh, easily that one is not the other. And so for us, the practice is to recognize. And that's a very important point in mindfulness practice, in uh, vipassana, insight, and in metta practice, that um, the mind is not judgmental. So if it finds uh, in the heart uh, hatred, anger, cruelty, maybe, cruelty would be the, the joy of uh, imagining or um, uh, bringing suffering to somebody else. If we find this in the heart, not you, mm-hmm. not in saint Lucie de laurentide that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, it does in human hearts, eh? sometimes just for a few seconds, there's a, you know, I hope you pay for this, you know. You took my place by the fireplace in the dining hall. (laughs) And I hope your socks get wet. (laughs) For having done that. (laughs) So when uh, thoughts like these, or different thoughts, (laughs) crosses the mind of uh, hatred or something like this, in this um, field of practice, in this kind of laboratory we're in, we don't add a layer of hatred on top. I shouldn't be like this, it's horrible, ugly you, bad you. Uh, that's not the spirit. The spirit here is the spirit of investigation. We become really curious. Oh, look at this. Here's a chance. Hatred showed up. How does that feel? You know, not to nourish, but to wake up to, to become aware. Oh, oh yeah. An, asu- an aspect that is pleasant. It's good for me to know this. Oh, I'm right, you're wrong. It feels really good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good for me to notice that, uh, you know, if that's the case. Or, oh, it's devastating, resentment. I'm focusing on this person and this and that. But when I come here and I feel it here, we have a lot of time here to feel, you know, to feel... The effect effect uh, of um, resentment on self, you know? the devastation, the burning, the breaking, the contraction, the hollowness, whatever you find there. Uh, we don't want to add layer of judgment on top of it. We actually are here to wake up and become really attentive. Oh, look at this. This is certainly not kindness here. This is harshness ah, that's his far enemy, his present. Let me feel it, because it happened in the past, and it will probably happen in the future. And I want to actually become conscious of it, wake up to the felt sense of it, instead of being driven unconsciously, maybe, by it. I want to become aware of And actually that's, a lot of the way out goes uh, like this. So, you know, I'll be sitting here and notice that I'm upset about something, in resentment, can't believe this person did that, could be me or somebody else, the person who did that, you know, can't believe this. And at some point I notice, oh, this is not kindness. This is harshness or this is, uh, you know, Activation of some sort, anyway, you know, uh, uh, distress or... And by becoming aware of it, I'm not just keeping it going. (coughs) There's maybe the possibility here for a door to open. It's the door of care, of compassion, of metta. Oh, Pascal, all worked up. not easy to be obsessed like this, you know a beautiful environment, people are cooking for you, you have nothing to do, just sit on your ass (laughs) all day and enjoy the silence, and oh, look at what's happening inside, turmoil, oppression, uh, attack, Uh, you know, wow, I actually want to wake up to this, it's not like it's supposed to stop, it has to stop, I want something else. No, oh, look at this devastation, how the human mind, Can create this for itself, you know, because of prior causes, but because of its own training also. It doesn't know how else to be, you know. And so becoming aware of the state of the mind here is a lot of bad news. We say spiritual practice is bad news, (laughs) because we come to a retreat of loving kindness, let me spread the love, you know. And then I sit there and it's like, (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't radiate so much you know? <laughs> or maybe it does and I'm happy if it does but uh, there certainly is going to be fluctuations in that. You know? and so here we're very interested in honesty in a caring kind of honesty you know? Not like, oh, I feel great bypassing, spiritual bypassing sometimes I talk to people and I'm like oh actually you know hearing about spiritual bypassing, I'm noticing I've been doing this for a good decade. You know, I keep going to a spiritual event and being happy and kind, you know. <laughs> I'm just bypassing, bypassing. Do you see what I mean by that? There's, you know, uncertainty uh, in there. And instead of being with the uncertainty, with care, I bat bow- no, I'm good. I'm confident and <laughs> I'm... Uh, I'm amazing and confident, and <laughs> you know, no, I don't feel amazing, I feel like shit, maybe. And if I do, let's feel this and become tender towards this. And so here we're very interested in the relationship with what's happening. That's This, I could say this for vipassana, for mindfulness practice, or for um, metta practice, It's the same thing, it's the relationship to what's happening. Not pushing away, not judging, not uh, clinging to, but recognizing with tenderness what is there. Oh, beauty is there. Ease is there. Lightness is there. Expansiveness, spaciousness of the heart is there. Wow, so beautiful. Let me feel it. Oh, contraction is there. Fear is there. Not easy. We let everything maybe become the opportunity for care. So you find anxiety in this body, agitation in this heart and 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 mind. Here we're going to do this kind of. uh, It's not easy, trying to do this kind of alchemy. How could not feeling good lead? to tenderness instead of leading to more agitation, to self-judgment, to strong desire to be somebody else, feel something else, not exist, you know? How could uh, feeling neutral, not much, just sitting here, no, not dramatic, not charged, but not also light, how could neutrality, not much, instead of leading habitually, as it does habitually, to agitation, there's nothing happening, what am I doing wrong? I should have, uh, you know, come to another different kind of retreat, it's not a good retreat, you know, there's nothing happening. Instead of neutrality leading to all kinds of sorts of distress, you know, how could neutrality lead to well-being? That is a particular kind of alchemy that we're interested in, you know. Instead of neutrality leading for desire, for stimulation, you know. I want to feel something, give me back my phone, you know, there's nothing <laughs> happening here. You know? How could not much happening lead to peace? That's not easy. So that's the kind of things we come to practice here. And so we're developing, we're exploring, we're investigating our relationship to what's happening. It might be ease in the body, what's the relationship with this? You know, allowing it to be felt and to, you know, nourish the whole system. Uh, this ease in the body, allowing this to tenderize the heart. Oh, not easy, being a human being. Look at this. It pulls. It presses. Oh. How can this be softening the heart or stabilizing? The heart, you know. And so, if we want to put it like this, the two ways to do this, uh, working on the relationship we have with things, it could be by using the thinking mind. Oh, mind, you're going to think anyway? Let me circumscribe the thinking. You're going to think of somebody and wish them goodwill. You know, wish them good uh, well-being. Wish them well. You know, so kind of a harnessing, you could say, the thinking mind and giving it a direction. Saying, oh, if instead of just worrying endlessly, or planning endlessly, or fantasizing endlessly, or creating, you know, catastrophic scenarios endlessly, let's use you in that direction. Choose somebody, whoever you want. Keep them in mind. And keep uh, working on the relationship with something. So a thought. A person comes to mind, a thought of a person, and we keep sending well wishes. So we can do this. So what I'm trying to say, I'll say it again just in case I'm not that clear. Metta talks about the relationship we have with something. So we could... uh, choose a particular something, somebody, and wish them well. So we're working on the relationship with the mind object. The person is not there, we're just having them in mind. Or we could just sit here and just work on our relationship with things as they appear. Sounds, breath. Do you see what I mean? It's always trying to see what kind of healthy relationship we could have with what's happening. It could be something pleasant, squeak, 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 as we walk outside and letting that uh, event, uh, working on the relationship with that event, the sound of uh, uh, you know, snow on shoes. Or it could be the re- developing a healthy relationship with uh, temperature or silence or the cycles of breath you know so a healthy relationship would be a caring relationship so it could be with events of the six senses as we sit here or it could be a little bit more directed bring someone to mind myself and uh, this is still an, an, an event, an ephemeral event. It's not the sound of a shoes on snow. It's an idea that comes to mind. Moi. Or a friend, a benefactor, an inspiring person, a roommate, something like this. And I try to uh, cultivate a healthy relationship, a caring relationship with this. So you can choose which way you go. Yeah. It's not that important. The important is the quality of the relationship, not so much the object itself. Huh? So let's try this a little bit, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later. <clears throat> so you find your posture. Um, if you need. Uh, 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 Yeah, I see many of you found these blankets that are, as you come out on the right there, if you need blankets, they're there. Um, You could uh, start this uh, meditation by standing for a few minutes, if uh, you want to change posture. So, I'll start uh, by guiding a little bit uh, the classic uh, metta practice, and then we'll see. uh, You'll see in the silence that will follow uh, if you want to stay with that, bring somebody else to mind, or if you just want to hang out in this room, in this uh, living system that is the body, uh, with care. Becoming aware of how uh, things are met. And if it uh, would be possible to meet them with friendliness. I invite you to feel the body just now. Become aware that the body is in its posture. It might be standing or sitting, lying down. Just becoming aware that there's a a body, it's alive. Mm -hmm. Underneath the idea we have about it, it's too like this, too, I don't know, too old, too small, big, tall, short. Mm -hmm. Underneath the idea, we become aware that there's a living System, there's, a, there's something sensitive there. It's alive now, it's sensitive now. So letting go of our judgments, maybe, about it for a moment and just discovering its uh, fragility, sensitivity. Even its intelligence. It's very sensitive to cold and warmth and knows where the ground is. It can detect maybe smells and tastes and sounds extremely intelligent and sensitive system so maybe appreciating this bringing some tenderness for the body constantly exposed to sounds and touch and temperature, bringing care for the body, and the uh, heart, mind, psyche, I use them, uh, these words uh, synonymously right now, the inner world, not just the body, breathing, breathing, and sensitive in space, but there's also a vast inner space of the heart, mind. And that space is, a, the ambiance in that space is, changes all the time. Sometimes it's lovely in there, sometimes it's not. mind and heart are afflicted by difficult emotions sometimes, confusion, fear and depression, anxiety, uncertainty, and sometimes washes over Gratitude, or joy, or calm. So tender with the mind, tender with the heart. So that makes a being, that makes a being that is uh, here practicing, we can uh, be aware of the life force in this being, something alive, some intelligence, sensitivity. And we came here because we wish for this being well being, we wish ease and joy. For this uh, life that we're experiencing. That's beautiful, that's metta, the wish for well-being. We can honor this, recognize this. It's a very wholesome wish for well-being. And using imagination, because we can do this in uh, meta-practice, imaging, imagination. If you want to think of a younger self, maybe a younger you, could be a child, could be a newborn, as a child, at any time, maybe an image will come to mind. Think of that younger you and how maybe the same care a different kind of tenderness might arise. What would you have wished for yourself as a child? Classic wishes are wishes of safety. Thinking of you as a child if you want, you could think may you be safe, protected. May I be safe and protected. Or just safe and protected. Happy and well, may you, may I be happy and well, <coughs> healthy and strong. These are classic wishes safety, happiness, physical well-being. Just holding Hot Classic way to practice would be to repeat these three wish- wishes or similar wishes, gently, slowly, letting the words uh, have uh, echo, safe and protected, happy and well. healthy and strong. To this immediate self, this present self, this being here, sensitive in all kinds of ways, touched by ideas and sounds and circumstances, this being here now, if you want, try the same wishes May I be safe and protected. May I be happy and well. May I be healthy and strong. Take refuge in these uh, wishes. Let the mind rest, be swayed by these expressions of kindness. The mind becomes lust in its uh, habitual ways of worrying, or obsessing, or just being scattered. Don't, uh, don't, don't be harsh with this, don't be judgmental if possible, just become aware of it. It's very natural that it would uh, drop the objective attention and go back to its usual ways. We have the possibility of starting over, bringing back to mind self as a child, thinking of this being here and now, and just hanging out with the intention of uh, bringing care to the relationship with sounds, or breath, notice the state of the mind at this point, if it's uh, agitated maybe, or impatient, frustrated, or friendly, calm, steady. Notice it could be one, the other, something else, you just want to be aware, wake up to what's happening here now in this mind, heart. Thank you So We're working on uh, giving um, you know, studying the quality of uh, kindness, exploring its taste, to know it from the inside. What does it feel like besides the names that we, we give? You know? What's the actual experience of it? The different experiences, flavors of it, strengths of it. And so what we're, we're discovering what it is, or continuing exploring what it is in a felt way, presence, its absence. And uh, in, uh, as we're doing this, we're strengthening it, we're giving it breath and depth and duration, so that it can become a real ally, this friendliness, so that it can, it can be there for us. Because now, for many of us, it's a little shaky. I like think I was saying yesterday it's there when the conditions are right you know when everything goes as I want a lot of kindness is available <laughs> and then whoops it goes off the you know out really quickly if you know just I, it could be a situation but it could be my own thought you know something crosses my mind poof kindness gone you know and so here we're becoming interested in how can that uh, have more breath and depth and uh, duration you know uh, uh, Stability, um, and so what we will probably notice is a lot of shakiness in it, a lot of uh, unreliability. Huh? So now it's probably for many of us a quality that is quite unreliable. But with practice, it can become really reliable, and that uh, becomes also a, it's also an expression of freedom, a free mind. Uh, in the teaching, we say it's it's very natural for the mind uh, to be caring, but with all the confusion that we have, uh, you know, we end up being visited a lot of the time by other qualities, such as worry, uh, clinging, uh, etc. Because we don't know better. That's the lack of wisdom. That's the confusion we're in. It's very natural that we would be confused. It's a confusing world, <laughs> you know. We're made. It seems like we we have the right system for things to flow and be pleasant, and yet often they don't flow and they're not that pleasant. Huh? So we're, we're confused. Why? Why when you're sent, you know, when you respond really well to beauty and ease, why would there be this ease? Yet there are in relationships, in mind, and in institution, institution, on the planet, you know. So of course we're confused, we get confused. It's a strange situation to be in, to be a human being. No? Things you want to stay, leave. Things you want to leave, stay. <laughs> After, you know. And so here we pay attention to this uh, and see how we can find balance in that, being resourced. Although it's, uh, you know, shaky out there. So on a classic uh, meta retreat, just so you know, because this, this doesn't seem to be exactly classic, but on a classic meta retreat, you know, I've, I've done a, a few. I remember one was a two months retreat. So I got there, and. Uh, um, you know, I was invited to, um, in that particular case, I was invited to choose my object of meditation, one person. It was going to be that person for two months. And the instruction of my teacher was, when you wake up in the morning, as soon as you remember that you're on retreat, <laughs> or you, as soon as you remember that you're on a meta retreat, pick up the theme, bring the person to mind, wish them well. As you sit, as you walk, as you eat, as you shower, as you do anything, just keep these three or four sentences going, keeping the person in mind. This is your task. you know. And so it was interesting. The first week there was a lot of like, enough! I don't want it anymore! <laughs> <You know? laughs> and slowly the mind gathered and it became a, a little bit like a bubble, like a protection. Right? Suddenly there was just... Life was very simple. There was the thought of uh, my teacher that I had chosen and... Uh, in just a few words, you know, this was my life, you know, wishing this person well. And uh, slowly joy started to arise, and, you know, it became very, there was a lot of concentration because that, there was this goal of developing metta, but also de- concentrating the mind. And so, uh, uh, yeah, so that, that was very uh, a classic way to, to practice. Another classic way to practice would be to go through the different what we call categories of being. The idea is to start where it's easiest, where it flows, build the strength, the capacity, and then extend the meta towards where it's less, uh, less uh, easy. So classically, uh, we would start with either self or a benefactor, inspiring person. Uh, good friend, you know, and then we would go slowly towards other beings and include neutral beings, beings that we don't feel, you know, we're not so close to or not in our usual circle, but they do exist, and so our metta would spread slowly, not just to the person we, people we usually love, but to recognize that even those that we don't know so well are sensitive, have dreams have fears, and it would be good if they were well, you know, if they felt safe. You know? And so extending to what we call neutral beings, and then bringing in at the end the enemy, or the people we have difficulty with, saying, Hey, even you, maybe I don't like your personality so much. Even you, although I don't like your personality, I wish you well. I wish you well-being and ease and health. And even you, that I don't like the actions, points of view, uh, even you have hurt me. You know? And so that's not easy. When we say this in practice, many people will go straight to these, uh, they'll, st- they'll, they'll, they'll try right away these people. I find this very interesting. you know. So sometimes when we get to that category later, we'll say, uh, bring somebody who you have a little tension with, and somebody will choose the worst person in their life. <laughs> Which I really find very interesting. It To me, it points to the fact that we want healing. It's hard to hate, you know, and we're exhausted of it. So we want the way out of it. So we're willing to try it, but maybe a little too early, you know. So we might burn ourselves very quickly, you know. And so we start with those that are um, where it's uh, easier. You know? And even with these, it'll be challenging. You know, may you be well. But you know that little thing you keep doing. <laughs> 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 you know, the monk <laughs> goes back to <laughs> what it. Uh. So I'll say more later about uh, this uh, the, the meta for sure. Yeah. You know, practice. Any question? about uh, what we're doing here, to clarify if there's confusion about something, it wouldn't make sense, there wouldn't be. The first uh, person, very classically, uh, I think the, the Buddha said, you know, you could search the entire planet or cosmos maybe, to find somebody more deserving of your, of your love than yourself. You wouldn't find a person more deserving of your love than yourself, maybe because we spend the day with this being very close. In intimate relationships, so it makes sense to start with self. Many people find it more difficult. They find that it's uh, easier to get the juice going to think of a, a pet or a child, a grandchild, or a child, a child, or, child, or, or maybe not. I mean, I, I'm not a parent, but I think it's probably complex to have a child. A complex relationship too. But I don't know. Um, yeah, for self is uh, indicated. And that's why we did uh, self as a child. It's often taught like this also. Because sometimes for self here now, for some of us, it's hard. But thinking of that child or that teenager or that newborn, suddenly illicit, wakes up something. Yeah, a friend of mine... The, a teacher also, um, Susan, she, she said that at the beginning of this uh, kind of practice where we send to somebody, she couldn't find anybody that, that uh, was easy for her, but there was a lake where she uh, had been going to swim when she was a child, and she said it was so easy to send wishes of health and well-being f- to the lake. And actually, in a way it's irrelevant, huh? because it's a mind object. Uh, and it's, uh, so it's just we're creating conditions for love to flow, and so uh, and, uh, and then we're building a little challenge, with say, can love flow in that direction where it doesn't usually flow? Yeah, okay. So the, the few words on uh, metta uh, in walking. So in walking practice in this tradition and, uh, and you might not have done, uh, you know, you might have um, practiced Vipassana in the Goenka lineage where I don't think there is a, there's a walking practice or you might have an idea that um, meditation happens, uh, eyes closed, <laughs> sitting on the floor. These are all ideas. They might be true, they might not be. That's the thing about ideas, they need to be checked, they... Often we take them to be reality, but they're just constructions in the mind. In um, in meditation practice, the Buddha taught uh, four formal postures, sitting, standing, lying down and walking, and so they're equivalent. In this um, tradition here, we teach uh, a lot of uh, sitting and walking, and they work well together uh, they can build on each other, so it's not kind of the break and the real meditation happens in the Dharma hall, this is a false conception of a meditation practice. So meditative presence um, is not related in a way to the posture, it's the attitude of the mind, it's the mind that is curious about reality and how it's met. So it might be done relationally, you know, uh, while you're with somebody, interested in what's happening here, not what should happen or what did happen, but what's happening here now, you know. So as I walk, as I sit, as I eat, so here on the retreat, all moments are opportunities for practice. Sitting is one, walking is another one, walking back walking to the dining hall is an opportunity, removing coat, being in line for food, eating, All these becomes real uh, training grounds, opportunities for practice. And so here, because we're interested in friendliness, any moment, alone in the room, in the shower, how, what is the attitude of the mind? That becomes our interest. Often our interest is that we are where we want to be, or that things are done, shower is done, uh, I don't know, clothes are folded, You know, the sit is done. So that's kind of our focus often is, you know, the list, you know. And so we can easily come to retreat and the whole week be on with the list, you know. So now, after day's done, you know, now we have another after this afternoon. When it's done, it will be done. And, you know, I'll I'll go through the categories, friend done, self done, neutral (laughs) done, you know. And so the focus here changes a little bit. We, le- we get less interested in future anticipation, what will be done later. We get really interested in where we are. What, how are we where we are? So it's a switch, Because huh? in life will be like, when I'm at work, when the half day of work is done, when the you know soup is hot, when the <laughs> dishes are washed, you know. And so here we abandon, we practice renunciation, we abandon that way of always looking forward and giving value to what's next. We do this movement of coming here, how is it here, how is it here? And so the chance we have now is to do it while walking. So in the formal walking we're not going somewhere so we don't get confused about giving the value to where we're going You know, <laughs> we're not going anywhere we're just walking back and forth on a small distance so we can actually become attuned to what it is to be here walking and so I think it's going to happen for 99% of us outside uh, in the other building where we registered there's a There's a a room downstairs. A few of us could practice there inside. There might be a couple of corridors here and there where we could do walking. Maybe in the upper room, I'm not sure, uh, above the dining hall. But mostly, I think, in the emails, uh, Janet made it really clear that you're invited to bring, like, to bundle up here. And so that probably is going to happen outside. But the idea would be to choose a little path for yourself where you could walk. 10, 15, 20 pace and just be present. And it could be present in appreciation of being alive. Uh, if it shows up like this, I don't want to prescribe anything. I mean, that no, but it could be just appreciating this, appreciating mobility. Yet, yeah, one day we will not be alive anymore. One day we won't hear, we won't see, we won't breathe. These things are happening now. We don't go for our life. And so this is very, what I'm saying here is really the depth of metta comes from the recognition of the fragility of what's happening, the preciousness of what's happening. And so, uh, becoming aware that we, there's sensitivity happening as it's happening, Mm -hmm. Uh, will uh, make the kindness alive. Mm -hmm. And so being just aware that uh, there's a body here, turning Mm -hmm. when you reach the end of your little path, and just walking again, and seeing how this just walking can be done with care, with tenderness, factors of mind that could come is uh, contentment, joy. When we really give attention to things, things stand out. And so uh, giving attention to stepping might bring some kind of joy or loveliness. The loveliness of a step, stepping, of a foot landing. The loveliness of hearing, of silence, of breathing in. That is uh, with intimacy, with closeness with things. They reveal their beauty. And so here we have the chance to do this. But it might be that uh, as you're walking, uh, you're bored to death. Mm -hmm. Just walking back and forth. I'm used to, I don't know, jogging, jumping over fences. (laughs) I don't know, know. And that kind of extreme sport is it's really challenging, maybe, for us, you know, of just walking back and forth. And so, how could we accompany somebody who's bored today? That's a night you know. It's actually a, a lot of boredom to be there without being carried away by it. And for some of us, we'll be walking with a broken heart, because, for sure, things happen. You know. Some hearts here are broken, for sure. But, yeah, I'd imagine. And so, how is it to accompany somebody mm. who not know what's coming, who lost what was How to accompany this being and just walking? It's very delicate work. At some point, the bell will ring mm. and we'll come back here. So as you walk back and forth, it could be just with what's here, simply, or bring someone to mind and use the whole walk to actually wish them well, wish them well. The wishing well is not because we have that power to make that other person happy. It's a cultivation of our own hearts. May you be happy, may you be happy. Is it going to work? Is it going to (laughs) work? I don't know. I'm not, going, I'm not working on the end result. I'm working on the emission. And what's able to emit you know, care. So that's that's a good distinction to make here. We wish well, but we don't know. What we're interested in is in the capacity to wish well. That's what we care about. Okay, bonne marche.